Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Personalization Outbreak Podcast. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about the importance of the Chief Transformation Officer role in driving change within an organization. See, today, most people still are unclear about what this role entails and how it can be of benefit to their organization. See, we're going to break it all down and explain why having someone dedicated solely to change management is so important. Our guest today, Deborah Fields, is the Chief Transformation Officer at City of Hope Medical Center, one of the nation's leading cancer treatment and research institutions in the United States. Now, Deborah has been a key driving force behind City of Hope's transformation for over the past seven years. Her work in advancing the mission of the institution and helping to bring new treatments and therapies to patients has made her an invaluable member of the executive leadership team. Now, in today's episode, we'll be discussing how our team is working to ensure that City of Hope remains at the forefront of cancer treatment and cures. Now, before we get started, please click the like button below, share it with your colleagues, and subscribe to our YouTube channel and social media at Glenn Yopis. Let's get started. The 2022 season of Personalization Outbreak Podcast is brought to you by City of Hope, a world leader in the research and treatment of cancer, diabetes, and other life-threatening diseases. City of Hope has been ranked among the nation's best hospitals in cancer by U.S. News and World Report for over a decade. Learn more about City of Hope at cityofhope.org. You are listening to Personalization Outbreak, a podcast about the collapse of traditional corporate standards in today's more personalized world. I'm Glenn Yopis. I'm a leadership strategist, author, contributor to Forbes, and founder of the Leadership in the Age of Personalization movement. On this show, I'm interviewing executives across multiple sectors to find out how the balance between standardization and personalization can exist. Deborah, welcome to the show. Our audience is excited to have you. We can't wait to learn what is going on in the world of transformation. But thanks for being with Great us. Great to see you today, Glenn. Well, thank, thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course. No, and thank you for City of Hope's ongoing support of personalization outbreak and the entire leadership in the age of personalization platform. So, Deborah. What in the world is transformation? Now, before you answer this question, I mean, everybody's talking about transformation. What's required? How do you enable it in your organization? Can you simplify what it seems to appear to be a very complex topic? I will try. I actually love that you started with this question. Because it's interesting, right? I mean, there are so many other roles in organizations and so many other topics like that we, we do clearly understand and very easily. No one asks, well, what are you know, operations and what does a COO do? What, are, what is strategy? But right. when it comes to transformation, it is a very complex topic and one that a lot of us don't understand. And the way I would boil it down and simplify it for us today, Glenn, is to say transformation is really about changing the fundamentals of an organization to mm -hmm. enable that organization's vision. 
And to drive transformation, you really have to define and accept and be open to the fact that almost everything other than the vision of your organization, how you want to serve is a variable. Powerful. So everything's up for review then, right? Deborah, is that what we're saying? Including the very foundations and origin roots of the organization? Or am I taking that too far? I think taking it too far. I think that's where I would, those are, that's what I would say remains kind of the, the solid thing that grounds us, which is what is our organizational identity and what do we aim at? What do we aspire to in terms of impact? And what is what is our destination point? Now, the vision changes. It continues to evolve. But mm. for us at City of Hope, for example, it's always based in our mission to transform healthcare and serve humanity by doing that. We started as a tuberculosis organization. We moved to tackling cancer. We've moved from a, a small local organization in Duarte to one that's now national. And we've, you know, emphasized in the last decade, both growth in terms of serving patients, but also making sure that we have transformative ways of accelerating research and bringing exquisite care and break and leading edge cures to everyone, whether they walk through our doors or not. So let's go through the components. What's required to lead a transformation? And what does it actually enable across the organization? So it starts with, as I said, the commitment to that vision, the why, which always remains at the center. Um, Yesterday, I had the opportunity to run into a patient and her husband on our campus at, at a hotel where she was staying after a transplant at our hotel. And I spent half an hour talking to them about their experience here. And what I find is that in order to drive transformation, the first thing you have to do and what brings me energy is staying connected to our purpose. And Mm. sometimes it's through those very personal interactions of being close to the people that we impact and understanding how the way we do business, the way we're organized impacts the people that we serve. So I'd start with that. I think second, a, an element um, for transformation that is absolutely required is courage. Um, in a time where our industry has, uh, you know, been so challenged over the last few years with COVID um, and so many other things that are challenging for healthcare providers, you, you have to have the courage if you are going to transform. And that's no matter what business you're in to make, in, make big, bold investments try new things, and really not to just focus on optimizing what we do today, but really innovating. Accepting sometimes that there may even be failure. Um, And a third ingredient that I would be remiss if I didn't talk about, and I think for me, it's one of the most important every day, is focusing on your talent. Um, Mm -hmm. It is so important to communicate, to build trust and openness, recognizing that when you are transforming an organization, when you are changing perhaps the way it's structured or designed, you're impacting people 
who work there, you need to stay close to them. You need to understand what's important to them. You need to keep them connected to the mission and listen. Hmm. Um, and then last, I'd say, keep the fundamentals of the organization strong. Hmm. While you are transforming, it is still very important to focus on the current, the current business. For us, it's research and clinical care. Um, and that, that is critical throughout any transformation process. So Deborah, um, take us back to staying connected with your purpose. I mean, sometimes these are things that um, people have difficulty always connecting with, especially in today's environment where there's so much going on around us, prioritizing what matters or not. Give us a sense of City of Hope's purpose and why it keeps people engaged, especially during a time of transformation. So our purpose is, and our vision is to accelerate cures for cancer, to bring the best clinical care to people with cancer, and to democratize cancer care. And this is something, as I think about our transformation, I think this is one of the most exciting and important aspects of our vision for the future, because that means several things. It means one, exporting our exceptional academic expertise and leading edge research to many communities across the country. And we've recently joined forces with Cancer Treatment Centers of America. So we're now in, in states across the country. And when I think about transformation, I think about how we have to change our organization to be able to come together with another organization, to blend our cultures, to deliver that vision together with an organization that's historically been different, but at the same time, very compatible because they too have been for a long time committed to the best care and most personalized care for cancer patients growing partnerships across our industry, not mm. just with other providers, but thinking about relationships with payers, thinking about relationships with companies that can help us use data to generate new discoveries. Partnerships with government you know, and, and, and legislators to think about how can we make sure that um, the healthcare environment is supportive of patients with cancer. Um, advocating for patients and family with cancer, knowing that cancer is different, um, that cancer patients now have to rely on genomic testing to make sure that they get the right diagnosis, they get the right um, care at the right time and in the right place, because that is what's going to determine whether or not, um, you know, how well they do um, and their survival. And last year, we, we brought forward to uh, the state legislature in California, Cancer Patients Bill of Rights to do exactly that, to make sure that there is access for um, all patients, regardless of financial status, to the right care uh, that they deserve when they are going through the cancer journey. I'd also add something, Glenn, that I know is near and dear to your heart, which is a strong commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusion as foundational to addressing health inequities and disparities uh, for people with cancer. And then last, 
um, something else that you talk about a lot, which is personalization, um, bringing a supportive care model to uh, our patients and patients nationally who have cancer that addresses their the broader needs of the whole patients and the whole family that is facing a cancer diagnosis. Um, you know, Deborah, if I could just jump in, we started. I I asked you this question around purpose, and you could have given me a corporate line. Instead, you took me through a master class of how purpose has so many interconnections across a very broad ecosystem that is that exists to do one thing beat cancer. And it's incredible how all these interconnection points that play a specific role just dimensionalizes what the transform the transformation that you're leading and the components that are involved to be successful in that transformation. So on that note, what is the role of a chief transformation officer? Because I already think you started to define that for us. But much like what you said earlier, we know what a chief strategy officer is. We know what a, a chief human resources officer is. But what does a chief transformation officer do? So I'll talk a little bit about how we came up with and kind of gave birth to this role at City of Hope because I think that that helps explain it. And for us, the chief transformation officer role was born out of the realization that true transformation requires an intentional and really unrelenting focus to deliver. And just like you said, there are leaders who focus on finance and focus on operations and focus on you know, digital and IT and focus on care delivery and scientific discovery. This role almost cuts across all of that and is the role that, and I think you mentioned this briefly in my introduction, is responsible to create the environment to enable our bold aspirations and our vision and our transformation. So the chief transformation officer role is really accountable to what, to deliver what I sometimes refer to as transformational readiness to make sure that our organization is always prepared, not just to do what we're doing today, but for the next big aspirational contribution that we want to make to yeah. patients with cancer. To deliver a, an organization and a, a health system now, the first national cancer health system that is ready to do the new things that our vision invites. So what would you say is the distinction between the, just so our audience understands this a little bit more clearly, because we've had discussions off, offline, Deborah. What are the, what's the distinction between a chief strategy officer and a chief transformation officer? And how do you make sure that you stay in your own lane? But I would imagine that there's a little bit of uh, integration as well. Well, first of all, I think what's what's wonderful and special and very successful about our leadership team is that um, we do share lanes, right? And, and it is the, because it's the partnership really between strategy and transformation that does make this successful. 
And strategy is really, you take the vision and that's defining the how, right? How, how are we going to achieve that? How are we going to get to that destination? How are we going to have that impact? And I think the from the difference and what a transformation officer does and what I focus on is creating that foundational ability mm. and muscle within the organization to be able to do those things. So I focus on things like our organization's culture. How do we design and, and redesign our culture when we need to, as we grow and change and integrate new organizations and new leaders and capabilities? that culture and mature it to maintain that special sauce and identity that we've always had. And at the same time, mature it and change it to the future, uh, to, to, to drive the future. Our organizational design, how are we structured to support uh, the, the vision that we have and the strategy that we have? And so right now we're going through a, a, a process of looking at our organization and really transforming it to a true health system. And that is you know, a cultural exercise and a design exercise. So those are some of the things different. I also focus and lead our talent and our talent strategy. Another area is our brand. As the transformation officer, I focus on how do we reflect ourselves, our vision and our values and our work both internally and to the world. Um, and some of the other things I'd say different from strategy is looking at things like processes and systems. What are our ways of working? Um, so, how do we communicate with our people? So is it fair to say that the transformation role really is the bedrock? It's, it serves as the foundational centerpiece for present and future readiness. I think that's absolutely right. I think of Thinking about it now, if I thought of it kind of as a garden, right? It's the transformation office officers and my team's role to kind of make that ground fertile yep. to grow the things that we are planting. I and love to make it. Make sure that you know we yield an incredible crop. Um, that's and for us, that's about accelerating groundbreaking discoveries and democratizing cancer care. But for another organization, that would be something completely different. True. That's true. That's really well put, Deborah. Okay, so how do people buy into this? You know, are your people buying what you're selling? I mean, I mean, not every this is not easy work. It's hard. Requires yeah. the right mindsets, attitudes, behaviors, and downright willingness to participate. Help us understand that dimension, please. So I think. One of the things that's important, because you're right, it's 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 hard work um, and it's hard for the people going through it sometimes. It is really important for the chief transformation officer, the transformation team, and frankly, all of all of our leaders, leadership in an organization when you're going through a transformation to buy in and bring energy. So really maintaining excitement, continuing to go back to the why, rather than focusing on people just on the what and the how, which is where a lot of us spend our time. So one, I think, is, is really bringing that energy, continually collect, connecting the dots for people, hmm. and leading change, being very deliberate about change, 
change strategy. So that's some of what I think you have to do to be successful, really champion that future. Um, but I will, you know, directly to your question about how do we know people are buying it or accepting, you know, the transformation, I would say, and that's really important both internally in the organization to the success of a transformation and also externally. I'd say we, we have ways of measuring progress. How engaged are our employees? How mm. successful are we at retaining our employees? How successful are we at recruiting new talent? Which has been something you know that has been so exciting as we've watched the the transformational trajectory of City of Hope over the last five years mm. is the incredible both leadership and scientific and clinical talent that is is coming here, and we we need to make sure we are the best place to work for people who want to invest their careers in eliminating cancer. So, so Deborah, yeah. it seems it seems to me that. In the end, people need to see transformation not just as an opportunity in support of the mission, but given the complexity of today's workforce landscape, an opportunity to actually discover new capabilities, discover new levels of capacity that our people have that may take them on another career trajectory. I mean, it just seems to me that transformation, the way you've described it, uh, not only is the bedrock for how we uh, grow into the future and serves as our, to, to measure our readiness, but it can actually create new career paths for people, which will be so critical as we get further on down the line in the transformation. Thoughts? I think that is absolutely right. And it's one of the messages we are sharing with people as we undertake our new system design mm. is this is an opportunity really to blue sky. How can we uh, deliver on democratizing cancer care? And what capabilities do we need? What technology do we need? What talent do we need? What new processes do we put in place? And all of that creates opportunities for people who work here or want to come work at City of Hope to think about, you know, the future, to open up things in their career that they may not have otherwise thought of. Deborah, as we, as we start to close, um, share with us some lessons learned, maybe some, some regrets that maybe you've had as you thought about the rigor of all this work. Uh, maybe some things that turned out great that you didn't anticipate. Give us a sense of some of the lessons learned. So one big lesson I've learned is, and it's interesting because it's not always aligned with a traditionally academic culture, that transformation really requires a comfort within an organization with risk-taking. Hmm. And that means you have to be okay, sometimes not succeeding at a path you choose to get to a certain place. And I've learned about the importance of speed. And sometimes I've seen us not move quickly enough to take the lessons learned from something that might not be going as we thought, as we expected or planned and pivot. And I think that that's something we, a really important lesson from transformation is 
keep going, keep trying new things, but move quickly to change direction or change course when you need to change course. I think another thing is, you know, I mentioned there's no such thing as over communication. Um, And that's, that's, you know, sometimes you just in the rush of all the work, I don't feel we've always done a good enough job to keep people kind of with us in the transformation process. So that's something I think is, is critical. I'm also definitely business rigor critical to transformation and something that's a muscle that, you know, a lot of organizations, especially not-for-profit organizations like healthcare and academic institutions have not, you know, learned in the same way as public companies. So that's one of the things that we've had to really grow our strength around as we've moved through the transformation. Um, And then I think last, I'll just say culture is key. Um, Really focusing on and being intentional about a culture that is tied to the mission, is tied to the vision, and um, incentivizes the behaviors that Mm. reflect the values that we have. What have you learned about yourself, Deborah? Well, that is a good question. I'm not one that I think about a lot, Glenn. That's why I asked you, Um, because all we've done here is talk about the business. But in the age of personalization, and yes, you've identified the roles of people and process, but as, a, as, as an individual who is, in yeah. many respects, uh, championed this position in healthcare, what have you learned about yourself? I, I, I'd say the role, and I've been in this, I've been at City of Hope 23 roles, 23 years, probably feel like I've lived 23 roles and have been in a number of roles. I've been in this role for six years. And I think one of the most important things I've learned is the leading through transformation is also personally transformational. Mm. And I have um, found myself able to step into leadership and leading through transformation uh, when I was uncertain about what the role would be, what would be required, not always knowing what's coming next, um, but I think accepting uncertainty and continuing to move forward, I've found myself more able to do that than I might've anticipated at six years ago when I took the role. That's such a valuable lesson. Think about what you just said. With all of these changing dynamics, in this world around us. We need to trust ourselves more. We need to not let the role define us, but allow our own personal growth within the transformation journey define the role. Right, which is hard for someone who's a lawyer, right? (laughs) I mean, I started, we, we like to know everything, but I think it's been particularly exciting even though there are moments for me that are sometimes filled with trepidation, but every year realizing that the focus, what what the organization needs to get to the next level may be something else. And it may be something I didn't anticipate just even a few months before. Deborah, this has been, first of all, a lot of fun. Uh, And what a great 
great story. Thank you so much for sharing this. A lot of people are going to learn a lot of lessons from listening to you, your story, and your wisdom. So thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me today. It was great to speak with you. <laughs> Likewise. And as we end every show, when you lead in the age of personalization, you will see things that others don't. Do what others won't and keep pushing when prudence says quit. Thanks, Deborah. Thanks for listening to Personalization Outbreak. Make sure to subscribe so you never miss a show. If you enjoyed the content, visit ageofpersonalization.com to check out our free streaming video series and learn how to get involved in the movement. I'm Glenn Yopis. I wish you a good day. And remember, without strategy, change is merely substitution, not evolution. Learn more about City of Hope at cityofhope.org.